welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. I hope all is well. Um, I don't even know, like, how to even start this. Um, I don't even know what the title of this is going to be. I don't know where this is going to go. I'm just putting it out there right now. Um... But I had to get on the podcast because I'm going to talk about it. And I just got to talk about it because I need to talk about it. I don't understand how people can be so messy. Messy. Just messy. Just messy. 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 Oh, my goodness. And let me put it out there, maybe in times in my life I have been messy. I'm not particularly sure. I don't think so. Maybe a little mess. Maybe, maybe, possibly, because we all do it, right? Or we all have done it, or years ago, maybe. But people are so messy. I'm going to I'm gonna break it down and get more into it. But I just have to, that's all I could think about. Like, you're just so messy. Why are you so messy? And where is, like, the discernment? Where is the discretion? Where is the care? Like, where is any of that? And how we get here? I can't do messy. I'm too old to do messy. I'm just too old. And personally, I wasn't taught to do messy. I thank God for my peoples and my friends. You know what I'm saying? The people that I've been around, like, not to be messy. And it's a difference when you have people, like, they just, you know, you done ticked them off and they done got to the point and then they just can't and then they flip. Like, that's not messy. That's just being, like, upset and angry and flipping. Messy and my definition and what I'm speaking of in regards to messy is people who talk a lot and talk people business and talk their business and just always just talking about just stuff that shouldn't even be talked about in a company of other people or you know just like publicly like just pointing and 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 and, and just just messy tell you other people business and they know your business then they telling your business and granted small towns people everybody knows somebody always watching big brother all that stuff I get it but how you rocking with somebody or wanting to rock with somebody and you messy disheveled like just everywhere like Get your life, yo, please get your life. And it's just so bothersome. And it's not like you don't love them, y'all. I'm saying, like, I love people, I love them, I love you, y'all. I'm saying, but I can't have, I need you not to be messy. I need you not to be messy. I can't rock with messy. I can't. It's just so, it's dangerous. It's very uncomfortable. Um, I just, I don't like it. And so I say all that to say that (laughs) I was around a messy situation today. It was a brief moment because I had to shut it down because I can't do messy. So I had to shut it down. 
Because I'm like, we're not going to do messy. We're not going to do this. But that's the only word that came to my mind. Like, it's just that the only word that came to my mind was messy. And it's not like mess. Like, my desk is a mess right now. Got paper here, paper there. It's a mess. But it's in the privacy of my own home, and I'm sharing it. You don't know what it look like. What might be messy to me may not be messy to you, right? So, but it's in the privacy of my own place. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's not out there. You know, like when people, like, I'm trying to figure out how you can't put garbage in the dumpster, and the dumpster is right there. Like, how do you not... Get the garbage in the dumpster and it's right there. How does it end up like right in front of the like how is that? How is there a trash can and you can't put the trash in a trash can? Like that's messy. Like why you just why? like stuff like that. And again, it might just be me. It might I don't think it is. I'm sure some other people who see this stuff, you know, and it's like, uh and then and I realized guys it's certain times that I am really like heightened like as far as like I have real low tolerance for stuff it's a woman thing anyway well it's Kim woman thing and so I'm very mindful of it and so I try not to engage in certain things and I try to you know meditate more you know rest on scripture a little more because I know that it's a really heightened time in my in my life in that moment of life and I can really like not flip but I can really be like really let me see what's the word I can really be like irritated just really really irritated highly irritated and when I'm highly irritated it causes for a response that's really blatant and unfiltered and it might be misconstrued and taken the wrong way and so I really have to be careful even though at the moment in time I mean it like most of the time when we get angry we get upset we get mad or whatever we mean what we say that's why it says you know count to 10 take a break or whatever because you can't take those words back or you can't unoffend somebody you know you can't um you can't undo stuff so I get that so I try to be very you know mindful of me and what I'm projecting and what I'm putting out in the world and in my circumference and my environment you know in my business dealings if I'm dealing with certain things like it's certain people that I it's not good that I even see you when I'm feeling like that because you know I might be agitated and you going I already know you're going to do something that's going even heighten that agitation so I'm mindful of that, but I guess that comes with growth and maturity, awareness, you know, wanting to remain alert, and it's about growing, and the thing about it is, I understand, like, I've seen young girls that's just messy, you know, they don't care, they out there, they talking, they business, they saying everything, they out there, and it's like, yo, boo, this is not a good look, but when it comes to older people, I'm like... Where's what's that about? And apparently it works for them. 
They get the stuff they need to get accomplished. They do what they got to do. And they have no reservations. I guess they unapologetic about who they are. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Again, do you. But I just can't. I don't want to be a part of that. I just, I can't be a part of messy. And I don't. Because it's like you you know by the company you keep. You understand what I'm saying? And that's been a saying for eons. You just know by the company you keep. And it's this is not okay, Jesus hung out with a whole bunch of sinners and all that other stuff. That it's not it's not even that kind of concept. Um But even when he hung out with sinners, he was they thought he was they they judged him all the time about who the company he kept, but he was purposeful in doing what he had to do. I'm purposeful in doing what I have to do as well and I wanna be and I'm not doing a Jesus adjacent thing. I'm just making an example or something. But for me, it's like as women and even men, you have men that are messy too. I oh, oh, that talk they business that talk about their conquests, that talk about what they have, or pretend to act like they have what they have when they really don't have what they have, or that gossip. Men that gossip are very messy. Um, and there are men that gossip. Um, and even people who, you know, supposed to have a level of confidentiality in dealing with business that are sharing business and talking about people is messy you're messy I don't like people like that you know what I'm saying I love you but I don't like people like that and I don't want to deal with people like that and again you really don't know those kind of people you can kind of guess certain times but you can't really judge a book by its cover either so it's not until you have business dealings with them where you see okay I see you messy and then you have to you know decide again how you're going to deal with this person if you're going to deal with them when you're going to deal with them where you're going to deal with them <laughs> you know what i'm saying like or what your discipline what your position is or what your disposition supposition is when in fact that you have to deal with this person and being able to minimize their messiness so it don't spill out on you because messiness tends to to spread if not careful and ain't nobody got time for messy and so I rebuke messy in the name of Jesus. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody has time for that. Oh my goodness, I had to get that out. Oh my goodness, so messy. Just messy, 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 messy. And if you was to even say something like, I don't know how it would even be perceived. Like, how do you tell somebody you messy? Like, how do you just say it? Do you just say it? I guess what well, this conversation with Kim, maybe I could share this message, you know, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing because it's not cool. And again, you know, genuinely people hearts, and I believe even these individuals, this individual that I'm speaking of, you know, like I believe that your heart is genuinely in a good place. You know what I'm saying? I believe that what you attempted to accomplish is a good thing however how you going about doing it is just so messy and therefore you're not getting the results that you possibly could get if you was to channel that energy and and, and will some of that messiness up and like clean it up a little bit like i need us to clean this up clean up mess maybe that's what i entitled is let's clean up some mess let's let's get our conversations together let's like be what we supposed to be as opposed to what we were or 
what people have made us to be. Because people have a tendency to try to make you feel like you're messy when you're really not messy. Or make it seem like it's more than what it is when it's not. You understand what I mean? So, I don't know. I'm just meeting people where they are. They meeting me where I am. And you realize that when you meet people, you decide, you know, how far or what kind of relationship association you're going to have with individuals. You get to decide that. They get to decide that. And very well, people may not want to flow with you. And I get it. They have that choice. Everybody has choices. We all have choices. We all make decisions. It is what it is. Season, reasons, lifetimes, you know. Um, But I'm learning and I'm growing. And I realize there's some things that I don't want to be a part of. And things that I don't want to partake in. And things that I won't partake in. You know, at this age. And again, it's not, you know, about... It's not so much about, excuse me, them. But it's about me. I have to start, you know, guarding certain things. I can't keep making the justifications and excuses for my associations or, you know, where where I want to deal with. I don't make any apologies for them either because I am grown and I get to choose the company that I keep and vice versa, you know, so there's no excuses for that. But I am okay with choosing not to deal with certain people in certain spheres and certain business aspects and certain things only because the way you do business. It's just like if somebody was like, you know, um, a robber or a thief or, you know, a swindler or something like that. Like, I don't want to do business with people like that, you know, and I get to choose that. And very well, they may get results. They may end up getting what it is that they want, but at the end of the day, the what they've gotten is, you know, blood on their hands or, you know, manipulated or hurt somebody. Ain't nobody got time for that. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be associated with it. And I make that choice. And then I have to go and handle my business a different way, which is a more legitimate way, uh, you know, a, a more decent way, a way where it's not bothering me at the end of the day. And ain't nobody mixing my name in with nothing. N-O-T-H-I-N-G. Because ain't nobody got time. Because, again, you judge by the company you keep and people be trying to bring you on and trying to put your name and stuff so at the end of the day to be on you the devil is a liar and so I go out <laughs> and say um ain't nobody got time for messy you know I have associates people associated you know they know me you know and I'm cool with a lot of people but I don't mingle with a lot of people and I don't do business with a lot of people and I sure don't gonna do business with messy people I just I just can't I just I just can't I refuse to I don't want to it's not okay it's not cool um whew. I'm just so glad I got that out it was messy y'all just messy so having gotten that out um hallelujah breathe i hope you guys had a great um mlk day and celebration and enjoyed it and um it's a day of service and so that's why i was doing service (laughs) and then see some messy um but you know this too shall pass um 
here doing service and um, just really reflecting on the day I saw um, the former president put that um, the Birmingham letter and so I started reading it that thing is long it says 7,000 words so 7,000 words is probably like I don't know, like maybe like five pages tight, single space. I want to say, I don't remember because I used to have to type papers. I don't remember, but I know it was long and I got through like a large part of it. And then I just was like, let me go get something to drink and came back and got on the podcast. So hopefully, and then I summer I went, man, I read at the bottom. It's lengthy, but it's really good. It's a really, really good read. You have time and I'm sure I'll go back. I think I like left like two paragraphs. Um, but I got the gist of the letter, and he just was very um, witty in the letter. Um, concrete, his his vocabulary is off the chain. Um, his points were off the chain. Um, he made a lot, a lot of good points. Accurate sound. He was able to back everything up that he said. Um, it made sense. It was like some touching moments and reading it like, wow, he did a big old, um, it was a big section on, you know, you're talking about weight, weight, weight. And again, how can you ask us to wait when you got all of these things going on? And one of the things may just like, you know, you telling your child that she can't participate in something because colors are not accepted and you see her crying and hurt because she can't participate. And so it just put me back in that place and that time um as I was reading the letter to really understand what it was that they were actually confronting and going through I mean I think it's easy for us to be like okay yay Martin and you know you made strides and stuff like that but have not having walked there and been there and you know had and it wasn't our time you know to be sick on by dogs and the hoses and then to be jailed for just wanting to protest and wanting justice and wanting peace and wanting equality and you know so it just put me in a place of wow you know how how awful I guess it was and yet and still how invigorating it was and how passionate one would have to be in order to uphold the fight he did um there's something else in the letter that's really good whereas he's talking about in my opinion where he's talking about the three different types of people in the movement you know and everybody wasn't on the same accord when it came to nonviolence. And um, he talked about the Negro, and he talked about the distinction between the Negro. And it's still, to, in my opinion, it's equivalent to this day now where we have, you know, even within races, you have um, sections, you have groups, you have people who believe one thing, people who practice things. You have black Republicans and black Democrats. You understand what I'm saying? Black independents. So you have these variations of groups within a group. So he spoke about that and how he was able to bring some level of balance to it in order to have a movement so powerful where it did not appear that there was such a 
distinction or a disparity amongst the group. And I think that we have to learn that, you know, as women in our groups, as blacks and, you know, as Americans, like even though, you know, we we have our different um, things, we, we have our different feelings and our different emotions, our different parties, our different preferences. We have these different things, but we have to be able to be united on something, you know, whether it is human rights, whether it is decency, whether it is moral, you know, and he also talked about that, um, the moral law and the just law, the unjust law, he went through, he went through that, and I guess that's why the letter is, um, so lengthy, because he, took time and he had time because he was in jail but hey and I thought about that like he had time he's like you want me sit up in here I'm gonna write and you gonna read this and they end up publishing it in the, um in major newspapers and magazines and stuff like that and it's a renowned um letter um but he went through in in detail and depth you know, and broke down and explained why he said what he said and why he felt what he felt and why he did what he did. And they call him an extremist. And he was right. He wrote the letter to the Christian church, the white Christians, right? The white Christians. So, um, and in Christianity, there is no hallelujah. Supposedly, there is no separation as far as race is considered and the fact that we are brothers and sisters you know a white person that believes in Jesus and a black person that believes in Jesus they believe or should believe that they're brothers and therefore brothers and sisters and therefore there is no um segregation you know because even when Jesus was talking to the woman was like you know now, you know, we're not going to even be going. We, I think it was like, we're not, we're going to be worshiping. He said, the Lord is looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. So it didn't have nothing to do about race or um, culture or anything like that. If you believe in Jesus, you become a now a, a, a believer and now you you brothers and sisters if that makes sense so um and he and he and he closed out in that fashion recognizing them as his brothers and hoping that you know there would be um integration and that um we would be able to join together and hand in hand in hand and so even today and I felt and I experienced a little bit of racism today today I really did I felt I did and I don't know if it was economically driven or black driven but it was some kind of racism there it was some kind of prejudice there it was something there and I was like mm, on MLK celebration day okay I see y'all okay bye um but I did experience that today but I also um looked around and was purposeful in looking around my environment and seeing that how you know we have come a long way and so from reading the letter and seeing how I experienced today and able to be places with white people and ain't nobody you know if they looking they ain't sharp looking you know what I'm saying like you know and then realizing that you have poor whites poor blacks rich whites rich blacks you know and just seeing that there is um 
some level, a lot of level of growth. And I know, you know, you can't make somebody love you. You can't. And that when we've been talking, you know, relationship talk, and that's between a man and a woman. If you can't make a man love you or a woman love you, how can you make a person of another color love you? You know, how can you make them? It's a personal decision. And I think, and even in reading the letter, we read these letters and we listen to these preachers and we listen to these podcasts and we read these books and we do these things so we can hear other ideas and it can motivate us, our hearts and our minds and move us to a place of understanding and a level of maturity and growth for our lives, for our generation, for where we are, for our participation in society and life. And had you know, and, and and I used to hear my mom used to say this, and, you know, people would say this, had we not become televised, you know, had we not had the technology, had we not, you know, been able to show forth the world as to the things that was happening, we probably wouldn't have had so much movement as we did. You understand what I'm saying? We just probably wouldn't have had it. And so technology has its place because again you know it moves people when we see things and you have a heart you see the the hurt in people's lives and you see the damage that things have done it moves us to do something and if we have any level of power or influence you know we ought to do something and that's just the it's like it's just as he says just the right thing to do you understand what i mean um and again, I know life has, society has changed so much where, you know, you would want to refrain, you want to mind your business, you like, it ain't got nothing to do with you. But it's just like what he said, and it's been said time and time again, and we've seen it play out. Like, if we don't deal with things like our education system, we don't deal with this stuff. It spills over into society and impacts inside society in a, in, a, in, a, in a way. So you have this, you have a student and you refuse to teach him and or her and you're not educating them. And they age out and then they go into society and then they have to find a job if they're able to find a job. If they don't find a job, then now they are part of the um, poverty. If they do find a job and they're not part of the educated uh, academia or the learning or the skill set, either way, it's a danger to society. <laughs> either way, it could cause damage to somebody or hurt or harm somebody. Or you have somebody with, you know... Um, mental health issues and you're not helping them to deal with it and then they go out and then they harm persons so, and, and and make a mass thing that's hurting somebody and so and you saw them walking around here looking cool cool and crazy and you ain't said nothing to nobody and ain't wink wink nudge nudge or whatever you know or somebody needs to needs help and you refuse to help them and then now god forbid something happens to them and so i get how we don't want to because sometimes we're looked on as the bad person or the intruder, you know, or the person that may have, you know, you're not skilled. Like, if you're not skilled, I, I get it. Don't touch it. You know, call somebody who can. If you don't have the, 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 the courage or whatever to deal with it or the time to deal with it, but you see it, you can still 
let somebody know or call somebody to let somebody know. And at least, you know, it's out there and somebody can very well help them. You know what I mean? Even, you know, if it's not your job, you didn't sign up, this is not your career or whatever, there's things still, you know, that we can do to help and to to safeguard our children and our people and each other. You understand what I mean? And it might appear to be far-fetched and and this might be okay, whatever. And that's fine. We all make choices. We all make choices. How you decide to live your life and how I decide to live my life is choices. And so I get it. But what we not going to do regardless of what is be messy, okay? We not going to be messy. And so... I thank God for the turning of a new day. I thank God that we were able to um, get through this day. Um, I'm, I'm hopefully like across the country, the MLK workshops and programs and all those things were successful and, you know, encourage people. Um, we lift up the King's family because, again, there's a legacy there and, you know, I can't even imagine what they go through or what they've gone through, you know, over the years and um, decades, actually, you know, where all this stuff has transpired. And I know even for them, like, it's, it has to be so heavy because those are big shoes, you know what I'm saying? Um, those are big, big, big shoes to fill. And the pressure, I'm sure, is on but we just saw the other, um, most recently, you know, people are excusing themselves from leadership. And so, you, people, you're more than welcome to do that. And I know some people, they breed, you know, they breed their children to follow in their footsteps. And so, but again, it goes to choices. And um, just not wanting to be messy. Oh, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. So, I wish you guys a great great week um ahead um i'm hoping that your new year is turning out um that you're still looking at as new and being hopeful um as to how it's gonna be um i'm lifting up people in january their birthdays there's people who i haven't spoke to yet but i'm hoping that they having happy birthdays have happy birthdays will have a happy birthday have a new year and a new year that's so cool right like your birthday and a new year I just as guess like people with christmas and birthdays and i guess fourth of july birthdays like people that got holiday birthdays <laughs> i don't even know how that works but um i hope y'all enjoy y'all evening enjoy your day wherever whatever time of day it is just enjoy be blessed be safe um again don't let this time be business as usual do something that will help, you know, the moral, the justice, the um, the life of you and those that are around you as much as you can, because we all we got, you understand what I mean? I was listening to my music on today, and there's a song by Jaheen, we're fabulous, you know, you and I-T-Y, we all we got, imagine my face. Thank you.